hello, hello. Why, hello. Oh, oh we're getting an emergency alert. Oh, what's happening? There's a flash flood warning in effect in my area. In your area. Well, you better get up to high ground. I'm on the third floor. I'm not worried about it. Whoa, take it easy. Okay. All right. All there right. There's a storm going on, so you know if if I if we lose power, it's not personal. Okay, I do think we need to say for everybody who's listening to this on the podcast, you're safe. Nothing is going on right now because well, this was pre-recorded. Yes, um, and uh, and you're all going to be just if you're listening to this, you made it through. That was not uh, your emergency. Yeah. So everything everything's good. You're in, you're uh, you're uh, you've got a very moody thing going on there, lighting wise. And do um, I? Yeah, it's I like well, it. It's nighttime. Oh, okay. It's daytime here. I feel like I'm a little uh, bright. Well, it's you know we can't do anything about the sun. <laughs> I'm sorry. It does what Which, it does. That's it. Does what it does. It doesn't pay any attention to us. No, it, it doesn't pay us any mind. Um, so how are you? How am I? I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, had a had a rough week. We uh, we um, lost our our cat. Uh, our, our cat Cagney passed away this week um, about a week ago. Uh, my good buddy, um, eighteen years. Wow, old, that is. Um, that's rough. And uh, he was, uh, you know, he was my, he was my compadre. Uh, and it was a rough, it was rough saying goodbye. And it's been a rough week that way. Um, but and he's um, made, some, he's made some appearances on the show. He's made appearances here. He's been very vocal uh, about his feelings about certain episodes yeah. of this. And uh, he's also been, uh, he's made guest appearances on, uh, P for Paranormal, the other podcast I do. He's kind of well known over there. I think, I think it's called Rated P for Paranormal, isn't it? Uh, it's called Rated P for Paranormal. We call it we call it P for Paranormal it's, or P for, P for, P for Paranormal. I think is a whole different show. I, we don't. Well, we'd like to get some of their audience too. <laughs> we'll take anybody. <laughs> um. So anyway, other than that, uh, we're fine. Everything is okay. How are you? Uh. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, my first uh, in-person class in a year and a half yesterday um, back at uh, Dodge College of Film and Media Arts. And it was it was really nice to be back in the classroom with with enthusiastic students, fully masked, mask mandate, vaccination mandate. Everybody's being safe and behaving themselves but uh it was really nice to be to be back there and and talking movies with enthusiastic students oh so, you're doing a movie you're teaching movies i thought you were doing horticulture and, and uh you're you're doing film you're teaching i teach film, I teach film at chapman ah, yeah I see. yeah i'm not in the ag school okay uh, Sorry. if i was in the ag school they'd be in they'd be in real trouble um I, that was my mistake yeah, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> so um, an, another sad note that actually you informed me of uh, that we lost Sonny Chiba uh, the past two weeks. 
Um, is that did that happen since we? I guess that happened since we did our last show. Yeah, and that was, uh, um, that was a sad loss. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the great Hattori Hanso in Kill Bill, uh, and also Street Fighter in the Street Fighter movies in the seventies, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. He's um, a big, big star. We lost today. It was a big loss. Yeah. So that was sad. You watching anything? Um, Noteworthy? Let's see. Um, yeah, we watched a couple of fun things. We got hooked into that show, uh, Brand New Cherry Flavor, which Heard is a it. Netflix show um, with Catherine Keener. Um, and that, that was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a real scary, spooky kind of black comedy about LA in the 90s. Um, and uh, like that, we've been enjoying this show, The Chair, which is, I forget. Uh, I think it's an, uh, I think it's on Amazon. Okay. Mm, thank you. Yeah, all right. A a academic, academic shenanigans. Yeah, it's it's about it's about um, uh, the difficulties of navigating the academia today, from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, Sandra yeah, O to... is the star of it with um, Jay Duplass and a uh, great cast, including uh, our old friend Holland Taylor, who who just knocks this out of the park. It's she gives one of the funniest performances in right. a long time, and Bobby Balaban. And Bob Balaban is in it and yeah. wonderful on it. Really great on it. I mean, it's it's really well written. Written by uh, Amanda Peet or co-written yeah. by Amanda Peet, the actress. I didn't know that she uh, I didn't know that she was a writer. She's really good. The show's so well written. Yeah, she's she's pretty wonderful. Um, I like her work, too. Me, too. I think she's great. I just didn't know she um, I didn't know she had other aspirations in the business. But, man, she's really, uh, really good. Well, that's great. I look forward to seeing yeah. that. I've watched the first couple of episodes of The White Lotus. Have you seen any of that? Um, no. Okay. I'm confused because there's two shows that I that I get mixed up right now that are on. One is about a group of people that go to a hotel, and another is about a group of people that go to a retreat. Right. And I don't know which is which. Okay. The White Lotus is the hotel. Okay. Um, Connie Britton. Connie Britton, Steve Zahn. And uh, Nine Strangers is the retreat with Nicole Kidman. And Bobby Cannavale. And Bobby and Cannavale. Others. Okay. Yes. Um, the uh, So have you watched the first episode of The White Lotus? No, I've not. I've not seen that show. Well, I look forward to you seeing the first episode. Steve Zahn. Let me just say Steve Zahn's entrance. Okay. Into the show. Memorable things happen. A memorable thing happens. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a single entendre. It is. It is a single entendre. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's sort of uh, wow. Is it going to win awards for prosthetic makeups? Makeup? I, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I. I since it is a consummation devoutly to be wished. Okay. Let me put it that way. Um, if it was me playing that role, uh, mm -hmm. there would be prosthetics. prosthetics. There would be Academy Awards for yes. prosthetics. Prosthetics and green screen. Yes. And animatronics 
and right. stop stop motion photography right uh, and cgi every and, yeah. everything they've ever invented would be used <clears throat> for that scene and heavy security on set at the time <laughs> yes um so, well okay and, i'm looking forward xanax. to it. xanax too probably definitely looking forward to it yeah um have you seen the other the dying strangers show no i have I, wa I watched the pilot of that and um I, I I guess I'll continue. I, I I don't I don't know. I might. <laughs> I might do that. Uh, non not being non-committal is good. The middle way. The middle way, exactly. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I don't know yet. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah. for scintillating talk uh, podcasting, but you mean just sort of meh. Uh, yeah, it's good. I what guess. did they talk about? Oh, it was an hour and a half of them saying, yeah, it was okay. Of them being indecisive. Yeah. Well, I, I we have a movie to talk about tonight. Um, we do. And luckily, we're actually talking about the film we said we'd talk about. We are. Uh, a week late. But late, but still at least the right movie. Right. And uh, the, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there's going to be no... Uh, indecisiveness or hemming and hawing about this movie on my part okay i don't know about you uh but there, there's very really no definite feelings about it uh I, I i do i do too i do too uh maybe not as passionate as yours perhaps i don't know okay but definite okay um i uh had never seen this movie Oh, well, really? I had never seen this movie. Oh, okay. Well, and, and didn't know, and and my preconception of it was wrong. Was completely wrong. I thought it was uh, somehow in my head the apartment got conflated with something like Plaza Suite. You I know, got you. it was going to be a a Neil Simony. Oh, wacky doors opening and people showing up. More farcical, or yes. uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, did you that, know it was a Billy Wilder movie? Um, yes. Okay. I did. I did because I saw his name on uh, the opening credits when the movie started. All right, but you did before that. You didn't know. I didn't know, and and I will confess to not not being. Um, incredibly uh converse with the billy wilder oeuvre but you speak french beautifully so who cares yeah does that mean egg <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to learn i'm not very familiar with billy wilder's egg well i'm not either so that must be what you said yeah um that's exciting. I mean, this is a genuine classic, it's classic great film of its of its kind, and it's a kind of unique in a way too. So there's not, a, it isn't what you you think it's going to be. And I I had seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a while. So, um, I, you know, we, it's, should we give a thumbnail? Should we give a thumbnail sketch of the movie? Sure, sure. Do you want to? You want to take a crack at it? Well, Jack, what it is. Jack Lemon plays C.C. Baxter, uh, who works in a is, is it an insurance? Yeah, it's an insurance yeah. company, right? Um, which is Mammoth, 
Um, 36,000 employees in the building. Yes. And he is an up and comer. He really wants to, to, to climb up the corporate ladder in this insurance company and has, uh, is doing so by loaning out the key to his apartment to, let's just get it right out of the way that this is, this is not a hashtag me too friendly movie. Um, it, it takes, well, place. I mean, I think it actually kind of is, but it, 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 you, but you, it, it takes it, place in a world well yes. before any of, yeah, it, but it, it, it does take that world to task, but you, yes. you do need to sit through behavior that's, uh, you know, inconceivable today in the, in the yeah. like in a workplace, but so he's loaning out his key to senior executives who can help him get a leg up who are using his apartment for their infidelities. And um, and it's on an almost nightly basis, and he has to juggle the schedule, and he has to stay out of his apartment at night while they're um, uh, engaging in their shenanigans. And um, th- then there, there, there is a, uh, a uh, elevator operator played by Shirley MacLaine, who uh, it turns out is, unbeknownst to Jack Lemmon, having an affair with the the president of the company, who we didn't know was that kind of guy, played by Fred McMurray, who never seems like that kind of guy. Um, uh, And um, complications ensue. Yes. Kind of Shakespearean twists and turns of, of it. I mean, it's such a beautifully constructed script and story and, you know, uh, and its tone is so unique. You know, I bet that's one of the things you weren't expecting was that it was it it actually isn't a comedy, really. It, It has a light comedic approach to a lot of things, but it's dealing with some really heavy issues and some real heartbreak and and um attempted suicide yeah i mean there there are there are things in this that that are really uh um it's pretty fearless yeah um, but the way that it vacillates back and forth between goofy comedy at times and then just real pathos and 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 serious the the depth of the seriousness of the of the um Shirley MacLaine storyline, and it does it with great facility. It never feels jarring, like, oh, how did we get here? Oh, wait, how did we get back to funny? Oh, wait, how did we get back to serious? Yeah. yeah I never felt that way. The the humor in it really just kind of seems to be there to point up how how tragic it is, really. Or, you know, and that's not to say it's a tragedy. It it it's it is a light move, it, it it's got a light mood throughout. You can you can watch this without feeling like you're going to go to bed depressed or anything like that. Right. Um, And uh, so that should be said. But and it also doesn't treat these serious issues. Uh, It 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 it, this the movie takes on a much more somber tone when dealing with it. So it's not like it takes them lightly. Not at all. It doesn't take the uh, it doesn't take the suicide lightly at all. Um, and it's a real, I think it's also a really great indictment of, of 
like an early indictment of corporate culture and and that you know especially that kind of you know ivy league good old boy network of corporate culture that that seems to entrap people into into lifestyles like this um because he's you know he cc baxter's tra he's he's entrapped himself and that's one of the things about billy wilder characters is that they often they're they're, they're very flawed people you know i mean it's interesting to meet jack lemon i think like in most comedies particularly comedies today um the easy move for writers and screener would it be to be there for the first time he's asked to do this with the key right right so he's a completely likable guy who's caught off guard by this request and then we see the whole story of him giving the, you know starting to give the apartment over and then what happens but this movie has the courage to drop us into the middle of a situation where Jack Lemmon's already doing this. His life is already kind of messed up because of it. And he kind of feels like a schmuck. You know, he kind of is. I mean, he is a schmuck. He's he's just really uh, in a compromised position as a, as a person and as a character. And we're dropped right into it, which I think is really, really brave. And I think. You know. But he also wants to be doing it because he wants to use it to to climb. He has no compunction whatsoever about beating out other people who are working as hard as he is, or maybe harder, and have been there longer than when he gets that promotion, and that that poor guy has been there longer than him. Yeah, he, he's got no compunction about la di da di da di da di da. Yeah. You know, see you well, all later. That's what I'm saying. Like he's part of the problem. He's he's yeah. he's you know we 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 get a compromised person who who then when they learn something because he does kind of learn some heavy life lessons in it, um, and they feel earned because the movie doesn't spend all this time like setting him up as this great guy who then just, Oh, happens to have this weird situation and then supposedly learn something to No, He's it's a long film. It's like good two hours. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, he really does kind of change through the course of the movie. Uh, so what do you, for me, I got, what's, what's the, what was the biggest takeaway for you? What, what, what like you're walking away from this the first time seeing it is there one element of it that's just like you're walking away going this is this was the big surprise or this is the big the big thing for me um well i think we touched on it already which was the the way it had the courage to not be one thing mm -hmm. uh which i i think if you a lot of times i think if you tried to make a movie like this today um I think you'd be running into a lot of network uh, or studio executives saying, well, but yeah, what is it? What's the tone that they would want it to be a more readily identifiable tone. And, and much the way, you know, something like a movie like Casablanca has the, you know, or, or it's a wonderful life goes back and forth um uh and and i love those because life goes back and forth you know in the midst of tragedy you, something can happen that makes you start laughing um 
uh, and and so so this movie has the courage to have that kind of scope, which which I mm. I didn't expect. Right. And right. and I and even even in the in another movie I'd put in there that people laugh at me because I I love it so much, which is um, Joe versus the volcano, which has just you know completely absurd, and then very moving, mm -hmm. mixed and right next to each other. Yeah, and but but honestly, so not like you. There's a lot of comedies that like make a mad grab for pathos in the middle of the story, for reasons that are beyond me. Like there's 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 just certain modern comedies that feel like it's necessary to have 20 minutes of like moralizing, right? But it's not really earned, and the characters don't really seem to be real enough to absorb any of that. But here you've got characters that are well drawn enough so that it's not just you know. It's not just ridiculous. And he does get away with it. It almost reminds me of like Bong Joon-ho's stuff in the way that like Parasite um, is really hard to pin down in terms of tone. It, uh, the, these, the, particularly the, the, you know, the Korean films from the last 10 years are known for that style of like, they go from screwball comedy to, you know, to tragedy to black comedy and satire. And, and it manages to work and it, it works, but, you have to put yeah. a lot of control over it. That's the I thing, you know. With, with Parasite, what you you know, you're talking about that moment where the unbelievably dark stuff is happening, and then the 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 housekeeper, I think it's the housekeeper, kicks the 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 person down the down stairs. the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like, I don't know that I've laughed that hard. Yeah. I mean, I screamed it's and so laughed. So funny. Yeah, it's and it's horrible. And all totally wrong. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you what well, I mean, have you seen other Billy Wilder movies? Uh, I'm sure you've seen other stuff just maybe didn't know it was Billy Wilder. Like because this is very well, this is just very much like I feel like this is Billy Wilder's kind of thing. Like he really does this well. Well, I, I, teach, I teach at a, uh, I teach at a, uh, a, a film college. So I have to say I've seen all of Billy Wilder's movies. Well, you know, he's not, he's not the hippest filmmaker to talk. Like he's not like on everybody's, you know, uh, mind all the time, but he, yeah. he was a big deal. I but know. I, mean, you, I don't you saw, know that I've seen. Go ahead. Well, you saw some like it hot. Right? No, you know, I haven't seen some like it hot. You saw Sunset Boulevard. I have seen Sunset Boulevard, which okay. is, I guess, my my personal favorite Billy Wilder movie. Um, I'm out of the doghouse. You've seen Sabrina. I haven't seen Sabrina. Oh, okay. Well, you're back in the doghouse. Oh dear. Um, um, did you see the Lost we the Lost Weekend? No. Uh ooh. Um, see. I just seen, have uh, to pray that the dean of the college isn't listening to this a, a, Ace in the Hole or, or Seven Year Itch. No, no. Okay. Um, but I do have photographs of me where I was I was doing a, an episode of a show where I was playing a woman, and when I had my makeup on but before my my wig on <laughs> i did look remarkably like tony curtis in some like it hot so so i have that going for me okay well i'm sure the students will accept that as an answer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
Billy Wilder was uh was known for this kind of like he he was um he wasn't a misanthrope, but he was very sardonic, I think, and he had a very kind of grim outlook on humanity, having escaped from you know Europe right before uh he was probably gonna be <clears throat> taken out by the Nazis. Um and oh. so I, I think his attitude about life was a little bit darker than most Hollywood directors at the time. And you can see it reflected in stuff. He's just never lets his characters be shiny American perfect people ever. They're always there's always something kind of wrong with them. And the stories are always kind of murky. The morality of stuff is always a little murky. Um, but, um, I, you know, for me. I'll just I'll just come right out with it. Uh, the only thing for me is occasionally, as wonderful as he is. Yep, I know exactly where you're going. I'm going to say exactly the same thing. I want to sometimes just say, Jack, we Stop. like you. Everybody yeah. likes you. You don't don't worry about it. Um, sometimes I think he has like 18 ideas where he really could have two or three, and it'd be fine. It's the, the thing only is, they're all thing they're, that doesn't fit in the movie. It there, yeah. To me, now he's a beloved character, C.C. Baxter. Jack Lemmon's a beloved, a genius actor, and it's like the thing I have to say is, what's remarkable about it is that like those eighteen things that he does that are too many things, they're all perfect. Like they're perfectly done. Like as a clown, his his work is astounding. Yes. I just feel like it's he feels under this pressure to be cute or adored or I, I, I it just was a little much. But if I was directing this movie, I would have said I would have said, Jack, great, great, great. Pick two. Pick two things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad we're on the same page with that because, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a beloved actor and it feels funny sometimes saying things about beloved performances that, that are like that. But I just. That's, I can't help it. My thing about this movie is is uh, is her. I just she's like a magic act in this film. I I think Charlie McLean is what. I mean, she's what ties this film together and makes it into something that your your heart breaks over. If it weren't for her, you wouldn't. I don't think you'd really care nearly as much as you do about what happens. No. No, she is. She was a revelation to me because I know okay. all of her later work. Right, which is very different. She's kind of in a different mode later on. Early she's, on, she's a little bit jaded and roughed up by life. A and strident, a little harsh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know but, who she reminded me of in this movie? Well, I'm interested to hear what you say because I, 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 I might know the answer to that. But go ahead. Somebody we know, we both know. I'm, I'm often, I'm, I often am reminded of Amelia, uh, by her. Um, so, uh, that was that's that's what I get. But you get, I, I, she reminded me of Mom at that time in her career. Okay, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, she, she's, yeah. If you're not used to seeing her when she was young and starting out and really kind of um, making a name for herself. I mean, have you, it's so rare to see a performer that young man or woman. Hold, she's 26 years old. 
hold that camera just so she's so self-assured it's 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 beyond belief yeah it's just beyond belief it was um, like audrey hepburn in roman holiday mm -hmm. like wow yeah. wow it's very similar i thought of audrey hepburn too she's got like this is kind of an american kind of like working class version of that in yeah. a way because she's so uh She's so photogenic. It's ridiculous. It's there are certain shots of her in the movie that are just jaw dropping the way that they they photograph her. Yeah. Um, she's very she's just beautiful. And and um and and what a sense of style she has. Yeah, too. absolutely. Just a great star, great actor. Um, and you know, it's it's a movie full of the like interesting character actors, and everybody's doing really good work. You got to get your uh, high boots on. Well, it is raining like crazy. Um, this this alert is in Spanish, and I I my my Spanish isn't as good as it was a few years ago. Well, in high school, I should say. Okay. And I need to uh, I need to do something about that for sure. But um, it's still flash flood stuff. We're okay. All right. We're okay right now. Thank you for your concern. Um, but so the other uh, actors you want to talk about the other actors oh well I was just you know I, I, everybody's very good it's a good ensemble it, it, it's there nobody to me pops more than her Um, but everybody's wonderfully in service to and there's just people I always like to see you know I mean uh, Fred McMurray is always a, is a riot to me. He's always just like it's hysterical because yeah. he's no no one was ever like that in any form. But his <laughs> and his stillness, the stillness with which he operates, is all the more pronounced in contrast to Jack to Black Lemon. Lemon bouncing around the like a like twi a, a the twitchiest <laughs> man in the world in the world. Then you got, you know, Ray Walston, who I, you know, who, Mr. Hand, who doesn't want to see Mr. Hand? Greatest. It's just great. Um, yeah. There's some wonderful, oh, Jack Crucian. I, that was a great thing. Jack Crucian in this is wonderful as the yes. doctor who lives next door. And what a sequence that is, right? Oh, my God. The keeping her alive. It's spectacular. Yeah. Spoiler alert. She's, she does attempt uh suicide by taking pills and spoiler uh, alert she lives she lives but and jack you, crucian you don't know that she will it is it is a seriously unnerving sequence of yeah that um and the movie really pivots there it, it, it's kind of where it becomes a lot more serious yeah. overall that's um, what i did not expect i do want to mention jack crucian Took me for one of the best Chinese meals I've ever had in Chinatown in San Francisco. You're a lucky man. That sounds like a fun afternoon. Yeah. But I had to eat chicken feet. I had never eaten chicken feet before. It was uh -huh. dim sum. Dim sum. You ever had dim sum? Come on. I'm going to take you for some dim sum. Right. And I went with them. Well, you had chicken, chicken feet, so I was thirteen, and I wasn't going to be shamed. Dim some, and you lose some because yeah, that chicken feet is not what I want to have. Yeah, yeah. but I, I wasn't going to be shamed, so no, I ate them. They're brave. I, I should, I, I should try them sometime. I know there are people uh, swear by them, but 
Uh, it's a little freaky for me. I didn't personally. swear by them. I swore after having. Yeah, exactly. What the hell was that that I ate? Um, Jack Crucian, and I loved. I'm trying to find the name of the guy. You know, I. Oh, here we go. Johnny Seven as Carl Matushka. Johnny Seven was spectacular. I love Johnny Seven. I want to yeah. see a series of books, of, of films about him working the docks in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's also Benny Burt as the bartender and Hal Smith as the drunk Santa. Yes, who fantastic. Wonder wonderful. Um, and uh, also our... Our very favorite Joan Shawley. Yeah. As as Fred's secretary. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. We keep this is a film festival. Joan the film festival. <laughs> is this the third Joan Shawley movie we've done? Completely it is. It's the, third jo- it's the third one. And I think she doesn't she play slightly tipsy in all of the, these films? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. she was slightly tipsy. There she has certain- that great moment with the um one of my favorite lines with the uh, moments is um, when um, she says, uh, where is it? She says, you mean you bring other girls up here? And the guy says, certainly not. I'm a married man. <laughs> yes. There's some wonderful lines, man. Um, great bits of, of little small bits of, of absurd slapstick comedy too, but like little ones. Yeah. I love my favorite one is the, uh, uh, is, is when Fred McMurray says, you know, you got to keep this quiet. You know what this would look like if this ever leaked out, at which point Jack Lemon has this nasal spray that he's been right. like, cause he's got a flu. <laughs> he says, if this ever leaked out and he just goes, Ugh! and it squirts, it squirts across the room, little and tiny you, things like that. Do you know what they did with that nasal spray? Because it's so clear when it squirts. No. It was filled with milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what, so you, that's what Hitchcock would have done. Yeah. So you really yeah. see the spray yeah. coming out of it. Um, I will confess that um, this is the first time this has happened. I finished watching the movie like literally 15 minutes before showtime. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny because I finished it almost two weeks ago. So we're I, on completely different. We're on completely different timelines yeah. with it. I'm struggling to remember it because you know I can't. My short-term memory is completely gone. Well, you know, you seem to like it. I don't that's even remember the beginning of of this show right now. Oh, that's too far away for me. Yeah. Um, um, I know, also, I, you know, that Billy Wilder. You know, you're mentioning the slapstick com- comedy that uh, Wilder compared Lemon to Chaplin. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can see them actually kind of pushing that in this movie. Like, you know, maybe that was, you know, I mean, Jack Lemmon was always kind of, kind of big. I I prefer a slightly more reined in Jack Lemmon. I mean, I love it. Like when he's in, what is it? uh, The China syndrome, Jack Lemmon. Like I think he can really, uh, uh, you know, make huge impact when he reigns all that energy in. Um, yeah. Or, or Glenn Gary. Yeah. It's yeah. heartbreaking. So I wonder, that's interesting. I wonder if that was partly uh, Billy Wilder, like pushing that Chaplin esque kind of clownish stuff. Well, and I also, I also would imagine that that has some, uh, some impact on the choice of the bowler hat 
throughout. God, yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, that because would... they did they did write so much of this on the on the fly. This movie, did they? Yeah, they wrote a lot of it on the fly, and he gave um, he gave um, Lemon a lot of leeway to uh, to come up with things. Oh, you have frozen. Oh, dear. This is not good. I wonder what we're going to do. I wonder if it has to do with the storm that they're having back there. Um, oh, no, wait, he's coming back. I'm hoping you're coming back. Because... Um, there is uh, there's a big storm where Tony is right now, so it looks like the broadcast has been. Are you back now? No. Nope. Am I back? Can you you're see back. me? Oh, okay. You're calling me now. I can see you. It must right. be because of the storm. Yeah, we're having a really bad thunderstorm right now. I so. I talked. I I vamped. Um, I said very uninteresting things while you were gone. If we lose internet here in brooklyn uh i'll just call you and you can put me on speakerphone and continue the show and we can keep talking way. okay we'll we'll do that um, um another favorite if we're gonna we talked about some favorite uh my one of my favorite lines uh, i want to hear some of yours but one of my other favorite lines favorite moments was when uh the affair between shirley and totally breaking up now I'm this is a breaking disaster up. i can't oh, hear anything it's horrible Oh, this is, this is turning so into an, an episode of Doctor Who. I, so, I I can hear you perfectly. Do you want to call is me? That, and, it's a total disaster. I'm going to call my brother and put him it on speaker. Like I'm going to put him on speakerphone. Um, I'm calling him. Putting him on speakerphone. And we'll continue the show this way. See if he picks up. This is so sad. He's not even picking up. Oh my gosh. Well, we might have to continue this discussion next week. And Hi, this is Tony. Please leave a message. Up. Well, I'm calling you to try and do the show on speakerphone, but um, maybe everything's been knocked out in New York. Hello there. I just tried to call you. Okay. Well, uh, I have lost all connectivity. Oh, wow. Uh, well, do, I'm do looking you... here. Let me see. Are we still doing a show? I, uh, I believe the show is still being recorded. Um, and I have no, you on speak. I, I have no uh, internet whatsoever. Well, I've I've got you. I'm still recording, and I have you on speakerphone, and I have the uh, I have the uh, phone right next to the mic, so we could keep going, or we could just reconvene um, uh, another time and finish this episode. Um, well, that's true. I'm I'm trying to. Uh think about well hold on one second can you tell me oh i was going to 
I'm offline, but I'm still doing the show on on the speakerphone. Just a little bit of Jerry rig right now. Um. Well, do you have any uh, brilliant ideas? Well, the sound isn't that good coming through the phone, so I think maybe no, we should terrible. we should uh, say good night. And okay, um, so this, is this is part one. And when we reconvene, we will finish our discussion of um, of the apartment. Okay. All right. Do another Billy Wilder movie or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do? Well, you, why don't we see? Uh, uh, like it hot. All right, we'll see some like it hot for next week, uh, part two of Billy Wilder, and we will finish up our discussion of the apartment, and we will uh, discuss some like it hot. So thank you everybody for joining us, and we're sorry about the technical difficulties, but that's what happens in the world of live. What's going on? I'll try not to get swept away. All right. Have a good evening, sir. All right, we're signing off. So. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.